Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Actually, I wasn't, I guess it wasn't SEC at the time, but I mean, I I wasn't playing. It was my true freshman year, first game of the season against Texas A&M, and we went to Texas A&M, and um... And now Texas A&M is in the SEC, and I guess they were in the SEC at some point before that too, maybe. But it, it was, it was, it was everything. It was me uh, walking opposite of the team, because you know when the when the team, whenever the way, whichever way the coach and the second team and third team guys are walking, that means they're into the game. Now I was redshirt at the time, and I was like walking away from them and watching the game from afar and hoping that coach would never call me in the game because I wasn't going to get in that stuff. I didn't want none of that at the moment. Um, but seven weeks later when I ended up playing, um, the actual first game that I actually played in um, was against Alabama. Wow. Actually, and it was against Dwayne Rudd and a couple of those guys. Was, now, if you young cats don't know who Dwayne Rudd is, go ahead and Google him, and you'll find out real quick. Um, one, one of the best linebackers in Alabama's history in college football, in my opinion. But played against him for like three snaps or whatever, and it was three and out, done, and then the game was over with, right? Um, but but that was really it, and it and and those experiences for in Tiger, like I'm not in Tiger Stadium, but in SEC venues, no matter whether it's an Ole Miss game, because Ole Miss Stadium is kind of small, it's not big, it's, yeah. but it's very loud, and it's 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 different. It's got a lot of energy in it. But then when you go to when you go play against Alabama or you go to Florida and that, like Florida is completely different. It's huge, and they're right on top of you. Literally, like the bench is like five feet away from the, st- the fans, and the fans are cussing you, yelling you, gator bait this, gator bait that, uh. and they hate everything about you, and it doesn't matter who you are. They don't care. And uh, that experience is one, and it's, and it's different in itself. And then, you know, and then you go to a Mississippi State game, and in Mississippi State at that stadium is, is the cowbells, which is, 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 is horrible to hear. But they're not really that, you know, energetic, if you will, sometimes. Uh, it's weird, though. It, all these stadiums are different. But um, but I think Jordan-Hare Stadium and um, Florida Stadium, I, I think it's Neelum Stadium, is it? Florida, I think um, Griffin Stadium. And um, those are the, probably the two worst stadiums that I've ever played in. Don't, I don't like playing those stadiums. Well, fortunately, your days of doing that are over, so you don't have to, you don't have to worry about that never anymore. Never know. Never know. <laughs> You got, you got any eligibility left? Uh, I do. It depends if there's some kind of time warp that I can go back in time a little bit. You can't get that COVID, that COVID, uh, <laughs> you know, eligibility. Everybody and their brother. Hey. Who was it you told me that's been playing college football for seven years now? Lindsey Scott. Lindsey Scott. Yeah, he's still playing. Still playing. And seven doing well. Years? Doing well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's wow. still playing. There's a lot of guys that are, that are still playing. COVID gave guys an extra year, plus you get another red shirt year, yeah. and you can get a medical year or whatever. I mean, there's so many years you can get now. Uh, to where you know, but but back in my days, your clock started and it never stopped. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So if if it started, the only way you can get an extra year was a redshirt year. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. We will step away and come back. Jeff Palermo, WWL.com columnist, will join us next here on the 
<laughs> Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL, getting you set for LSU and Auburn. Six o'clock kickoff on the Plains. LSU's official pregame coverage follows us at four o'clock. We're here until then, taking your calls on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. And Jeff Palermo, WWL.com columnist, joining us now. Jeff, how are you, man? Oh, doing well, Christian. How about yourself? We're good. Herb Tyler's alongside. And, man, um, we were just talking about so many crazy things that have happened in this rivalry. I mean, can you can you list them off? you got the earthquake. you got, you got the, barn, <laughs> the, the barn fire. you got Cam Newton dragging uh, Patrick Peterson into the end zone. Uh, the, pick, the pick six, literally six interceptions. Uh, from LSU's Jamie Howard to Auburn, three of them pick sixes, uh, or six interceptions in general, three pick sixes in the fourth quarter. It, it, this is storied. Yeah, you know, Leonard Fournette trucking people, uh, yeah. Demetrius Bird catching that touchdown pass in the uh, 07 season. And then, you know, even last year, Bo Nix uh, does his best Johnny Manziel of Texas A&M impression. And beats LSU in kind of a, a stunning loss for the Tigers, and uh, a game that really kind of you know got the, the momentum going to to make a change with Coach Ed. Well, I guess the snowball had already been rolling down the hill, but that really got it going. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's always crazy, and that's why when you look at this game and you, and you sit here and say, man, how can how can Auburn beat LSU? when Auburn looked so bad last week after scoring two touchdowns against Missouri. You know, they were up 14 to nothing. Looks like, well, maybe Auburn's going to, you know, cruise to a win here with their third-string quarterback. And then they just looked awful on offense for the rest of the game. And so you, you know, fast forward to, to today, and you sit here and you say, well, how, as well as uh, LSU's defense is playing, how is Auburn really going to muster anything and, possibly win this game but it's the lsu auburn series so you gotta expect the unexpected I, i'm not i'm not thinking there's gonna be an upset today but i think it's in the back of your mind that it, it could happen if it can go wrong herb and i said this earlier if it can go wrong it's gonna go wrong in auburn lsu somehow there's gonna be something that's gonna go wrong or wild it, all, it always does yeah 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 uh and uh you're right and and most of these games are are just nail biters they, they're coming you know you, you go back remember to the the, uh, the buyout bowl right you know between Gus Miles and Aldon and uh, Les Miles mm-hmm. uh, looked like LSU had won but uh, actually didn't have any time on the clock and um, you, you had uh, LSU hitting a game-winning field goal and uh, that was the 18 season right yeah the 18 season where they came from behind to beat Auburn and, and they won that game so yep. they're usually close games so it yeah, you know, could LSU potentially? That's why you, you sit here and you think, man, you know, LSU can possibly win this game, you know, something, you know, by two touchdowns or something like that. But again, this this series uh, tends to have close games, and, and and I think Auburn's defense is pretty good, guys. But, but the problem is they're just they're bad on offense, and their defense stays on the field too long, and it, you can eventually wear them down. I think and you know, uh, win, win the game in the fourth quarter or in overtime or something, you know, overtime like Missouri should have done last week. Uh, but um, it, it just offensively, um, they just can't mount much of a passing attack, even though I, I think they got a good group of wide receivers led by former LSU Tiger and Rumble Raider, Coy Moore. Jeff Palermo, WWL.com columnist here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show. And Jeff, when you look at 
LSU and uh, you take a snapshot of week one and people kind of freaked out over that, the loss to Florida State. But you've seen them. They've bought in now on Brian Kelly and what his staff is selling defensively. I think they're much better than we anticipated. And offensively, they're still a work in progress. But I think that they're, they're making those steps. They're taking those steps. Do you see it differently or the same? No, I think so, too. And, and I think Brian Kelly can even admit it. Uh, on his radio show on Thursday night, he had a good line where, you know, when, when he first got here, he kind of felt like the substitute teacher, uh, meaning that, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, when we were kids, you, you always try to push the, the substitute teacher to the limit to see what you can get away with. <laughs> and he kind of felt that way with this team. And, uh, you know, after time and, you know, obviously uh, – expressing his message day in and day out. This team has bought more and more in, and uh, now I think they are. They, they certainly are lockstep with him. And, um, you know, the other thing that Coach Kelly has said here during this this winning streak that they're on is that this is a team that's, you know, has um, come up with a process, a, a way of practicing, a way of preparing for the games here, and it's resulted in victories. And now that the schedule is getting tougher. He's encouraging his guys. Okay, we got to ramp it up a little bit more here, because the opponents are tougher. The schedule is uh, the environments are going to be more difficult to play in, especially when you're on the road. And so it seems like the players, when you when you hear them talk, they're they're saying the same message, which is which is a good sign. And uh, this, this, but this is kind of how it is with you know for the most part with first year coaches. I, I mean, it, it's fresh, it's new. Everybody's Everybody's on their uh, P's and Q's. Uh, so it, I, I would say it's not surprising that, this, that the players are bought in, but obviously it would be a, a huge red flag if, if they haven't uh, in his first season. Jeff, I was the master, by the way, at pushing uh, substitute teachers to, to the limit. <laughs> uh, the school, honestly. Uh, I'll admit that. I'm not surprised to hear that, Christian. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was. I look back on some of my behavior, and I, it's it's regrettable. That's for sure. Uh, and kids listening, kids listening out there right now, don't do what I did. Listen to the substitute. <laughs> do exactly what they say at the moment they say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Out of the way, uh, Jeff Jaden Daniels. I I think is also part of his game has has uh, been to not turn the football over, and he's living up to that. He was a turnover machine at Arizona State. No, I, I think he's been uh, better. I think he's been better than I think most people thought. Um, you know, w- what was LSU really getting here? Because uh, this was a guy that really performed well. You know, his freshman year at Arizona State, he put up some really good numbers. And then those numbers kind of dwindled. Well, the, the talent around him was mm-hmm. was not as good as it was his freshman season. And that's why... Herm Edwards is no longer the coach there at Arizona State uh, because the talent had, had fallen off so much, and that was part of the reason why his numbers went down. And, um, again, you know, this was the thing that I always thought, you know, during this quarterback battle, even when Miles Brennan was, was, was in, the, in, the, in the picture here as we're competing, the, the one guy that Brian Kelly has truly brought in is Jaden Daniels. And, and I understand he signed Walker Howard, but, you know, Howard was already, you know, committed under Ed Orgeron. And, um, you know, well, it would have been a foolish thing if Brian Kelly then could go out and sign a guy like Walker Howard. But the one guy that he really went out, he looked for, he searched that transfer portal was 
Jaden Daniels. And I think he had a belief in him, and I think he had an idea of what they wanted. Uh, they wanted a, you know, a dynamic quarterback, a guy that can do um, not only throw but also run. Now, I don't, I don't think they probably imagined that, you know, through the course of the games that they've played so far, that he would be LSU's leading rusher and, and all that. But um, it's, it's, it's resulted in, in good success for the offense, the way he's been able to, to use his legs and keep drives alive and so forth. Jeff, it's clear for LSU, if they get on Auburn early, that fan base and that team, well, the fan base is going to quit. That team might quit. There's a really good chance that might happen. Yeah, I kind of go back, uh, this game kind of, in a way, from the flip side, right? Remember the LSU-Florida game last season, and – you know, there was, that was when it was all swirling about Ed Orgeron and whether he'd be the head coach anymore and all that. And, and it, it didn't – even though LSU won that game um, and Ed Orgeron, we found out, I think, the next day that Ed Orgeron, that, that he would not be coaching after that season. But that team – in that game against Florida, Florida kind of let LSU hang around in that game. And LSU got this belief that maybe, hey, maybe we can win this game. We're playing at home even though it's an 11 a.m. kickoff, uh, even though Florida's the team that's ranked. And they and, and LSU pulled one out. They ended up, um, <laughs> you know, it was, a, a, it was a, a game where both teams were going up and down the field scoring at will, but it was a game that LSU won. And I think the same thing applies here. I, I just don't think you, can't, you, you can let a team like Auburn hang around in this game and, and make them think that they can win. I mean, this is a program that's uh, – while the, the future, it does, um, you, you really don't know what the future holds for Auburn. I mean, these are, these are kids that, that, you know, they went to Auburn for a reason, but it's still SEC talent. Um, by all accounts, uh, Brian Harson is a good coach. It's just that things have just gone very haywire for him, and a lot of it, I think, is the politics behind the scene there that's really not allowing him to have success at Auburn. And, uh you know, that's what's scary, I think, for LSU is if you kind of let let them hang around here, and and Auburn thinks they have a chance, they they could steal one from LSU. Jeff, tell me if you agree with this or not. I think the biggest problem Auburn has, and I'm talking about Auburn athletic, not just uh, Auburn football, but in particular Auburn football because it's the biggest sport. I think they have an Alabama complex, and what I mean by that is they're so obsessed with what Alabama is doing in their state that they, they feel like they just can never get it right. And I think that sometimes they're out thinking themselves or are really sabotaging themselves to a degree. Well, right now this is a school that doesn't have an athletic director, right? You know, they don't it, – it's, it's got people that um, are, are running the show that are, are not on the school payroll, <laughs> if you would. Um, you know, there's a lot – There's to, to me there's there's – I guess maybe too too many cooks in the kitchen, uh, you know, all, any of those kind of uh, slogan phrases that you want to use, I think is kind of what's what's hampering Auburn. But yeah, and, and it all goes back to trying to chase Nick Saban, and that's got to be very difficult. I mean, I think LSU fans recognize the situation as well, considering Alabama and LSU are in the same division. It's it's hard to keep up with the greatest coach, college football coach of all time. 
and it's got to be even worse when it's that college fo- the greatest college football coach of all time is residing in your own state and he's not coaching at your school. So that that makes it uh, that makes it very difficult. But you, you just you need strong leadership too within the university, whether that's an athletic director or, or, or university president. That when someone comes into your office and says, "Well, I think we should do this," who's might be a big time donor. You, there's I don't. I don't know if you, you tell them no. I don't know how you handle that situation, but you, you handle it better than what, what occurred when there was this effort to try to oust Brian Harson during the offseason. And I think that really just set the tone for this entire season for Auburn that does not look very good right now. Yeah, to put it in an in a NFL term, it's like you have a meddlesome owner. You know, you got, you got Jerry Jones. Yes, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, any any player that Jeff this year that has uh, has played better than maybe you thought, um, you know, whether defensively or offensively. Well, I there was a lot of concern when Mason Smith went down, and obviously that was a freak injury first series of the of this year, and so you bring in Makai Wingo, and I don't know if they've really missed a beat with Makai Wingo in there. Now Mason Smith is certainly a a freakish athlete considering the size that, that he's at. And he would be tough to block. But Makai Wingo, I think, has played really well there and has, has done a good job where it, I don't think the drop-off, if there has even been a drop-off, has been, has been that steep. So, I, I mean, I think that's uh, – because nobody was talking about Makai Wingo, but – uh, prior to the season, but there's been plays. Even if you go back to that Mississippi State game, that he 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 blew up. I mean, he he he's a guy that can he can rush the passer. He can you know up the middle. Uh, he, he can he can stop the run. I mean, he's he's been really impressive. And again, a guy that you know was way off the radar because there was all this talk about Mason Smith. Jeff Palermo, WWL.com columnist. And, Jeff, do you think that the point spread, the, the odds makers are right? What do you predict? Do you think that LSU wins this one? Yeah, I think it's going to be. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, I can see where this game is is somewhat still, you know, at halftime. I don't think LSU is going to be up by three touchdowns or anything. I think this is going to be a game that, you know, LSU kind of methodically wins. Um, I, I just don't think because of – where LSU is at with its offensive line, I just don't know if they can just go out and blow out teams just because I, I don't think they have the consistency enough. I mean, I think they got some talented players on that O-line, but I don't know if they can be consistent enough that they can just go out and steamroll another SEC team by, you know, three or four touchdowns. But I think they can handle an Auburn team tonight by beating them by double digits. And so, this could be one of those games where LSU is able to, to pull away. But if, you know, if LSU sloppy defensively, you know, if they, if they can't, if they can't tackle Tink Bigsley, if they let one of these wide receivers catch a pass in the flat and he makes a couple moves and goes 70 yards into the end zone for a touchdown and your offense is committing penalties and turnovers, it's, it could be a, a more nerve wracking night for LSU fans than what, what they're anticipating right now. To use a better's term, this could be a three-point game, and LSU covers at the end—a backdoor cover, something like that. Uh, yeah, you see, yeah. You see that happen. Yeah, I, I don't know if it'll be 
I don't know if it'll be three points with five minutes to go in the game, but uh, I, I think this is a game that kind of LSU just workmanlike type of game, first game on the road. Um, you know, not everything's going to go perfect in this game. There's going to be some, you know, Auburn might have its moments, but in the end, I think LSU can win this game, you know, 10, even, even by as many as 17 points if they score, you know, say a late touchdown when they're already up by 10 or something like that. Jeff Palermo, WWL.com columnist. Jeff, thanks, man. All right, guys. You have a good one. Thanks, right, you Jeff. Too. We'll step away and come back. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL, AMFM.com, and the Odyssey app. It is LSU and Auburn this afternoon, this evening, I should say, 6 o'clock kickoff right here on WWL. And, Herb, what's your game plan if you're the LSU Tigers? Well, first and foremost, what I'm thinking that we need to do is we need to just try to take care of the business up front, right? Um, offense, defensive line, um, push some guys around, try to save Jaden Daniels out, uh, keep him out of trouble as far as trying not to allow him to have to run um, as much as he needs to so he can get back there and potentially carve up this uh, uh, Auburn's defense if he can, get the ball in the playmaker's hands and make some things happen. Um, and then on defense, we got to just fly around the ball, maybe take the ball away, make some tackles, swarm like we normally do, play that LSU vaunted defense that we are used to seeing this year and in many years in the past. And I think that uh, I think we can come out victorious. Special teams as well. They've improved there. Uh, you, you don't want this coming down to special teams, though. I think there's still some things, that, some wrinkles to iron out. Definitely some wrinkles to iron out special teams-wise. But at the end of the day, special teams is a part of the game. And so they have to play flawless in special teams. You don't have to be great. You have to, you know, return punts or kickoffs or touchdowns. You just have to field them and then make sure you give your offense an opportunity to make some plays. And then also the kicking game, we have to be able to kick field goals and make those three points when allowed and then also make those extra points when needed as well. What's the biggest surprise from this team for you? Uh, biggest surprise for this team for me, as it speaks to right now, I think it's Jaden Daniels and the way that he's playing. Um, I don't think anybody thought that he would actually be the guy right now. I mean, he's literally the MVP of this team, and not just this team, but if you look at what he's done over the course of, 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 of the last four games, if you will, for, for LSU, he's been really the heartbeat of this team. Um, and it, I didn't think he would come in and be this. I thought he would come in and do well. Um, and, and then the second thing for me would be the, the way that the defense is playing. I think they're playing lights out, and that's uh, their, their top – in my opinion, top five defense in the country. What's going on in Auburn, though? We talked about it with Jeff and just how the boosters are kind of running the show. Do you agree that uh, that Auburn kind of has an Alabama complex, that they're so enamored with what Nick Saban's doing? Well, Auburn's always been – they've always had an Alabama complex and was trying to one-up Alabama or something. It's always been an Auburn versus Alabama thing. The problem is you're, you play in the SEC, not in the Auburn-Alabama C or a conference or whatever, right? And so that being said, I think that at the end of the day, right now, Auburn's lack there of getting the available talent is, I don't know where that's stemming from. I don't know how they can have that big of a drop-off of talent, if, if that makes sense. But I, I will say this, though. I think that Auburn can recruit anybody that they want to as long as they get the right people um, to help with the recruitment. Now, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes and not having a true athletic director and things of that nature, but that can definitely – um, be a detrimental blow to your team or season this year, for sure. Yeah, look, you hear all this talk about, oh, LSU's favored by nine, et cetera, and people are going to complain if they don't win by nine, but the bottom line for the, for the Tigers, for LSU, is a win. A win is a win, and this is, 
what they, they'll be what four and one i think is is their their record and um if they win tonight and then if they beat their second sec opponent that's a, a you know sec west opponent too so you're still in the in the in the good when it comes to um the the race in the sec west um you know not to say that you know they're gonna do anything special or more than what they're doing but you're one game at a time one page at a time and if you can win them you just never know what happens and uh so they're setting themselves up to be very successful in the sec um overall but definitely in the sec west if you will all right we'll step away and come back we're gonna step away a little early and wrap up tiger tailgating show brought to you by gulf coast bank and trust here on wwl herb i got some good news for you you're gonna like to hear it is official andy dalton will start tomorrow for for the saints against the minnesota vikings in london Jameis winston officially out well let's see what happens i think andy dalton deserves a shot um he he's a, a nfl journeyman if you will um, and I think that he's a, a good fit for the Saints offense. This is a guy that started now yep. 150 career games plus. Yeah. Five playoff games. Well, Garrick, he hasn't won a playoff game. Well, that's fine. But he's has Jameis started a playoff game? Has he? No. <laughs> no, he so, hasn't. So, uh, I mean, I, I, when I, the Saints, I said this early in training camp. I thought the Andy Dalton signing, more so than Tyron Matthew yes. and others, was the most important signing of the offseason. I agree. And then if he's played in five playoff games and hadn't won one, that means he's been to the playoffs five times. So that means he's pretty good. Pretty good resume. That's right. And listen, it, you know, I just – I'm bullish on it like you are. And we were we were both Jameis kind of guys in yep. terms of giving him a chance. I I wasn't sitting there hitting my, hitching my wagon to, oh, he's going to lead us to the promised land. No, but I thought – Jameis, uh, you know, deserved an opportunity because he's so – he is talented. Yeah. He's magnificently talented. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, given the time of the injury and, and the way the Saints are playing, some spark is going gonna, is gonna to have to be lit, and I think Andy Dalton might be that spark. I think Andy Dalton is that spark. I think Andy's going to go out tomorrow, play well against Minnesota. I think he's going to do fine. He may, we may or may not come out with a win. doesn't matter. I just want to see how he goes through his progressions, how he leads the team, and see if that is exactly what we need moving forward do you have a british accent can you do a british accent well i'm not sure if it's british or not mate but i do know that That's this is probably australian, australian okay <laughs> <laughs> you tripped me out i swear i wish we'd known each other in high school we'd have been big pals that's right you're goofy i like goofy um i don't have one to offer to you herb so yours is you know is what we get of course i am very great at what i do and if i ought to think of it twice i would do it three times okay that's not bad that's not bad that's okay not bad so <laughs> tomorrow morning in the uh tyler household bright and early um 8 30 kickoff you got you got breakfast plans with the wife what you, what you got you no the wife is gonna be sleeping <laughs> <laughs> that's what she, she definitely ain't getting up for a saints game i can tell you that now she's gonna wake up at about 8 45 she's gonna say okay babe what time does church come on nine or eleven no, she's going to say 9.30 or 11.30. And I'm going to say it's either 9 or 11. It's the same exact same, <laughs> every same, Sunday. Same Sunday. Same Sunday. And so we're going to watch church at 9 or 11, and then we're going to do that. i got to cut grass though tomorrow myself. got to cut grass. Yes. Yeah. Hey, this is the weather to do it in. Though. That's right. Better right. than that. It's time for me to 90s. cut my grass. So, but wait a minute now. 8.30 kickoff, is, the game might not be over by 11. I, I don't know. But church is going to start at 11, Good I can tell you. you. Good for you. Good for her. For staying, right. staying steadfast on that. That's right. Uh, listen, let's get back to tonight's game, LSU and Auburn. And, you know, we've seen some zany things happen in college football this year. That's right. Um, and this is one of those games where, for LSU, you're just holding your breath a little bit and make sure that it's not going to happen to you this week against a team that you are clearly uh, the superior team. Well, not just that. I think you have the superior leadership, too, in Brian Kelly over Brian Harson right now. 
And I think that Brian Kelly is actually rallying the troops, and those guys are coming together for him. And I don't know if they're going to do the same thing for Brian Harson, right? I don't know. Like you said, if, if, if it gets bad, ugly early, they may pack it in and go home. Or, you know what, it may not ever get bad, and they may get bad for LSU. Um, I don't know. It depends. But I do think that LSU is in a much better situation, and I think that LSU is a much better coach team right now to date. And then I think that we have a little bit more to play for than they do at Auburn. And I, I hope that is the case, and I hope they come out with that same thought process and mindset. I'll put it to you this way. LSU is in a rebound, is already in their rebound and rebuild. Auburn is not – in the rebuild yet, but yeah. facing it quickly. Well, they're still falling. In, in my opinion, I think they're still falling. and They haven't even hit the bottom yet. Um, so they have to do that first before they can start building up. Yeah, I, I said it before. If you're Auburn and you're not running Tank Bigsby you know, 50, 35 times tonight, you're crazy. You, you, that's a terrible game plan if you do otherwise. You should be running Tank Bigsby at least 15 times in each quarter, right? So in my opinion, that should be 60 times tonight. But you also have to stop LSU's passing game and stop them from um you know uh, scoring if you can do that then if you can slow the game down then you can run tank uh, as much as you want to yeah i think they're going to play a little perhaps ball control um try to try to take the air out of the football a little bit i think so i think they will do that and i also think they're going to run their quarterback a little bit more too because their quarterback is more of a running quarterback than what tj finley was um and, and as far as tj wanted to throw the ball this guy He's a really good runner with the football in his hands, and I think that's another way to try to slow the game down and to be able to get the ball to a tank as well as the quarterbacks um, and to kind of keep LSU's defense off balance, if you will. Early on, were you uh, a big uh, Brian Kelly fan from the start? Yeah, from day one. I, I, I wanted them to hire Brian when they hired Coach O. This was the first person I said. But when Coach O came, I, I'm, I'm all on Coach Bandwagon, right? Um, and then when Coach O was – you know, not fired at the moment, but said he, he would not return. First name I say is Brian Kelly. There's no, it's the he's the very best available coach. What to was go. it about him that you were so sold on? I just, I just thought that everywhere he's gone, he's won, and he, he, he builds a program that is sustains, um, you know, the test of time. He's not this up and down type of situation. It's not a roller coaster. When he gets his program up to where it, where it needs to be, he's consistent. You know. 11, 12 win seasons all the time. Doesn't matter who you are. And then if you get the talent that we have here and the place that we have here, you, you, I, I think he can be that viable answer to the Nick Savings and the, you know, the um, um, the Kirby Smarts of the world and, and the Dabo Sweeney's. I think he's that guy. I think he is. You know, one of the things that the only thing that concerned me was was he going to be able to relate to the players? He's older. He's a little older, and yeah. these players these these players are different today. You got to be able to get on their level, he so far has been able to do so. He so far has been able to do so. I don't really worry so much about that. I think that these kids, all they really want is somebody they can trust. If you tell them the truth and you do what you say you're going to do, they're going to follow you anywhere you want to go. That's how these kids are built today. I think we need to sometimes take a moment and sit back and really truly understand what they're looking for and, and not so much point fingers or say, well, this is what it used to be. And all. Don't worry about all that. I think these kids, if you can get the right coaches around you, and that are the guys that's going to be able to relate to them in the way that they relate, you know, outside of the program, outside of the, the locker room or the football field. Yes, that's different. However, on the football field and in the locker room, all they want you to do is what you say you're going to do. Well, I think that that's just the mark of any good leader in any industry is just be honest. Hey, look, if I stink, tell me I stink. If I'm if I'm good, then tell me I'm good. Hey, I had a, had a, a conversation with one of my guys today 
um, that works for me. And we were talking about something that's, that happened last night and, and sometimes before. And his last comment to me was, man, you're the best thing that ever happened to our company. Without you, without you leading us and being our quarterback or whatnot, of our company wouldn't be where we are. And that tells me that I didn't even have to ask him for that information. He relinquished that to me based upon the conversation that we were having. And so, and that's exactly what I try to do. I mimic, try to mimic those people that are great leaders, the Sabins of the world, the you know, the Kirby Smarts of the world, the people that I know of. My father, um, you know, our company owner, Mike Polito. You know, people like that. I look up to those people and I pay attention to what they're doing and I try to mimic that myself. Yeah, and look for me. I got thick skin. There's not a lot that upsets me. Yeah, so, me And too. I think these players, we, we, you're right. We do them a, dis, uh, a disjustice from time to time with thinking that they're softer when maybe they're not as soft as we want to make them out to be. Yeah, I don't think they're soft. I just think that they're, 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 they're emotional, and it's okay to be emotional. But they really just really want the truth, and they want somebody to love them, and they want somebody to put their arms around them and to help them get to where they want to go. That's it. And that's even our era as well. So, I mean, you know, it's all good. We're good. All right, uh, LSU and Auburn kick off tonight at 6 p.m. The official LSU pregame show is about to start here shortly. I want to thank David Potter back at Master Control. Thank you, Dave. Also our executive producer and operations manager, Diane Newman. LSU-Auburn at 6 o'clock right here on the home of the Fighting Tigers, WWL. I'm Christian Garrick, Semper Fi. I'm out. Herb, take us to the house. Everybody, enjoy the great LSU win tonight. And remember, God loves you, I love you, and go Tigers, baby. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 